Welcome to the First Presbyterian Church Podcast. In this episode, Senior Pastor Marvin Lindsay talks about how God heals us through the sacraments, silent prayer, and rest from work. Our congregation is located in downtown Columbia, Missouri. For more information about us, visit our website, www.fpccolumbia.org. So this week I was going to write a kind of... uh rah, rah, we're on a mission from God, let's go out there and go get them and get things done kind of sermon. But as the week went on, uh, the sermon, it just was not coming together. It was like I was trying to run in two feet of water, trying to write the sermon. And I got to the end of the week, and I think I figured out why. Uh, I think it's, well, I think it's because of something that's going on in our world that was pointed out to me uh, by a podcast I listened to this week. It was a, an interview with um, a best-selling New York Times author who writes a lot in the, the realm of Christian spirituality. And he said, you know what? Um, we've been through a terrible ordeal over these last two years, and now we're expected to just kind of get back to normal. But traumatized and wounded uh, and weary people can't just get back to normal just like that. And so he went on to remind us of what we've been through these last couple of years. You know, a million people in the United States died of COVID-19 and millions more throughout the world. This, this disease that nobody had heard of just two and a half years ago, like comes out of nowhere and becomes the third leading cause of death in the country. And I imagine that every one of us in here knows somebody who either was sickened with COVID or died of COVID. And to make matters worse, the nature of the disease and the nature of our response to it meant that uh, we could not accompany the dying on their journey, and we could not mourn for them in the ways that we have been accustomed to mourning. You know, a lot of people died of COVID in the midst of strangers who were dressed from head to foot in PPE. That's a terribly traumatic experience, both for the dying and for those who wanted to be there by their bedside. And the funerals and memorial services, they were either severely curtailed or they were postponed for a good long time. Uh, And add to this um, kind of confused and scrambled grief uh, was the fact that if you were a parent, you had to learn uh, how to homeschool your child. If you were a teacher, you had to learn how to do remote schooling. Uh, All the while, if you were a parent, you were having to learn to do work in a whole entirely new way. It was a tremendous shift. It put a tremendous burden on us. And we're still not over it. You know, we're, we're still not over it. Um, and then uh, the, the podcast author said uh, something else that I thought was interesting. He said, you know, we had to separate from, our, from one another, you know, physically. And we had to wear masks uh, when we were in uh, other people's presence. And he said this was necessary to, to stem the spread of the disease. We're social creatures. You know, uh, we desire and need intimacy with others. And the mask and the social distancing, it really frayed our social fabric for a couple of years. He he pointed out, you know, uh, in normal circumstances, who wears a mask? Well, uh, bank robbers wear masks, right? Terrorists wear masks. And so we were all walking around for a couple of years looking like bank robbers and terrorists. And and he suspects that that um, frayed uh, public trust and social trust. Uh, and frayed the bonds that tie us together. And and you don't just bounce back from this. You don't just kind of say, well, that's in the rearview window now. Uh, when Bob and I went to a Catholic Charities uh, training session to uh, learn how to be part of a, a Afghan refugee support team, 
one of the most important things we learned about was trauma. Uh, and they wanted to teach us about trauma because we were going to be interacting with people who had experienced trauma. And it was an interesting list of symptoms of trauma. The symptoms include headaches and uh, memory loss and irritability. And I don't know about headaches or memory loss, but uh, I can sense an increase in irritability, you know, in society uh, and maybe the world around. Uh, the murder rate is up in the United States. And the number of airline passengers who are acting unruly uh, is sky high. Uh, pardon the pun. And uh, even if we have not killed somebody or uh, punched a flight attendant, I imagine that we have all found ourselves um, at our ends, uh, at our wits end, a little bit quicker than we would have been before the pandemic. Uh, we have probably not done as good a job as before the pandemic at uh, giving grace uh, to one another. Uh, and we have probably not experienced uh, grace from one another in ways that we needed during this time of pandemic. So again, um, we've been through a terrible ordeal. But now we're expected to get back to normal. You know, uh, work expects us to resume our normal level of productivity. Uh, the media is telling us to resume our normal kinds of operations. But if we do that without healing first, we are just setting ourselves up for an even bigger fall. Look at what is happening to the restaurant industry. And look at what is happening to the airline industry. And look at what is happening to the automobile manufacturing industry now that they are under pressure to get back to normal. There are whole sectors of our economy that are breaking down right now. And we will break down if we don't take time for healing, for rest, and for restoration. Congregations will break down if we don't seek from our God the healing and the restoration that God offers us in Jesus Christ. That healing and that restoration begins when we come to this table. At this table, Jesus has promised us to feed us with his very self. Jesus came to earth and offered his body as a sacrifice for our sins and for the sins of other people that have been committed against us. He came to this earth and shed his blood on the cross so that our uh, moral ledgers, our moral ac uh, account books, which are uh, full of red ink, might be washed clean. And when we come to this meal in true faith, this bread and this cup of the vine become for us his body and his blood, which, forgives, which gives us forgiveness and gives us the capacity to live forgiving and forgiven lives. We are able, once we are strengthened at this table, to go out into the world and uh, to meet people where they are not where we would maybe like them to be. We can, in the words of Jesus to the 70 disciples, we can eat whatever is set before us. We can go out into the world and greet one another with words of peace, as Jesus urges his disciples to do when he sends them ahead of himself. Really, it's, it's not uh, that we are given this capacity so much as it is Jesus Christ uh, doing these things in and through us. You know, we call this sacrament Holy Communion, and communion means union with. Jesus Christ at this table joins himself to us in a real and powerful way, so that 
Through faith, it is no longer you and I who live, as the Apostle Paul says, but it is Christ who lives in us. And what a dying and a fractured and an irritable world needs is really less of us and more of Christ in us and more people with more Christ in them. Now, um, I was reminded thinking about the sacrament this week. Of, there's a story in the Old Testament about the prophet Elijah. Uh, the prophet Elijah, well, uh, the wicked queen Jezebel had put a price on his head. And so Elijah had run away from the land of Israel to get away from the long arm of the queen. And he was out in the desert and an angel met him. And the angel had a freshly baked loaf of bread for him. And Elijah ate the bread. And on the strength of that bread, he made a 40-day journey to Mount Sinai. And there at that mountain where God had given the Ten Commandments to Moses, God met Elijah and comforted him and challenged him and spoke to him, uh, as the scripture says, in a still small voice. Now, 40 days, a little over a month, you know, uh, and we have communion at First Presbyterian Church once a month, but we're not Elijah. And so I think that we, we can't just make it uh, from here to next month on this one meal. I think that what we need to do is find ways to kind of snack on God's goodness and on God's grace um, in the intervening time so that we can find strength to live life's journey. And so I want to suggest three ways that we can do that, in addition to being refreshed and renewed by coming to this table on the first Sunday of every month. Uh, And the first is to keep a holy Sabbath. One of those uh, commandments that God gave to Moses on Mount Sinai said, remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Six days you can work, but the seventh is a day of rest for the Lord your God. Take one day every week and dedicate it not to work, but to God, to family, to a hobby, to uh, fun and games, to rest and recreation. Um, Workaholism is a sin. Uh, Productivity is the great idol of our culture. And when we carve out one day a week for God and for rest, and for the things that matter the most, then we repent from sin, and we put down these idols, and we uh, live in such a way that confesses that it is God who provides for our needs, and it is God who makes life worth living. We don't create meaning for ourselves and provide for ourselves. We receive these things as a gift from God. So that's, that's the first uh, way that you can snack on the Lord's grace uh, between times of Holy Communion. Uh, the second way is, I would recommend this, um, and we've already sung about it um, uh, in some of Jordan's, uh, be- uh, I, f- I forgot to mention this earlier. Uh, unfortunately, Sam Kennedy is uh, sick this Sunday morning, so prayers for Sam's recovery and also for um, uh, for Jordan, who's uh, a soloist this morning, so, but we're, we're glad that you're uh, leading us. Um, begin every day with a period of quiet presence to God and end every day with a period of quiet presence to God. Don't begin and end every day by looking at your phone. Okay, that's just a way to live a very anxious life. Before you plunge into the chaos of the day and before you plunge into the sometimes strange world of your dreams, give some focused attention to God 
some peace and quiet for God. And then you will find the strength and the energy to live faithful and restored and renewed lives throughout the day. Make that the second thing that you do to to snack on God's presence in between times of Holy Communion. The final thing I would commend to you, oh, what is the final thing? I'm completely spacing out on it. Um, Presence, Sabbath. Oh, yeah, nature. That's the final thing I want to commend to you. Um, Augustine, again, uh, the great theologian of the fifth century, liked to say that God speaks to us in the little book of Holy Scripture, and God also speaks to us in the big book of the creation, of all the things that God has created. So every day, take some time to be in the big book of creation. Um, Take a walk. Um, Dig in the dirt. Go for a bike ride on one of our great trails in Columbia. Uh, Sit on your front porch and listen to the birds. Or sit by your picture window and just watch for the birds to fly by. God's words are beautiful, wonderful words of life. They are medicine for our souls. They will refresh us and renew us. Listen for those words wherever they may come from. So I think we're tired, uh, we're irritable, and there's a good reason for being tired and irritable. We have been through a terrible ordeal. Not, and I'm not just talking about the people in this room or the people who are worshiping with us online. I'm talking about the entire country. I'm talking about the entire species. You know, we human beings have been through a grave ordeal in the last couple of years. Christ sends us out on a mission to heal. In order to accomplish that mission, we need to receive that healing that Christ wants us to offer to others in his name. So seek those opportunities for the healing of your souls. Be refreshed at this table with the body and blood of our Lord. Rest in God's presence at the beginning of every day and at the end of every day and one day out of the week. Listen for God's word speaking to you in scripture and in the things that God has created. And we will be renewed. We will be restored. We will experience a union with God through Jesus Christ, like that which we have not experienced before. And united with Christ, we will be able to accomplish God's mission for us, to be instruments of God's healing in the world around us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, Thanks for listening. If this message inspired you, please share this podcast with your friends. We also invite you to support this ministry with a financial gift. Go to www.fpccolumbia.org and click on the gift tab at the top of the screen. Your gift will feed the hungry and spread the good news of Jesus Christ. Peace be with you.